0: Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I'm here with my co-host, my partner in crime, my just-got-back-from-the-Final-Four buddy, Tate Matthews. Tate, uh, first experience for you down there for business. Yes. First experience for you at the Final Four. Good times, huh?
1: It was so cool. Never been before. What a great atmosphere. Doesn't hurt that... The four teams there are all college basketball blue bloods. But uh, it was really cool to watch all the, all the fan bases there together. A, a l- I've been to SEC championships before, been to big bowl games before in football, but I'd never been around – I'd never been to Final Four. It's, it's different. It's, it, the electricity around it was really, really cool. All four fan bases there, the, ho- the team hotels all right there kind of together. It was, it was pretty neat. You'll love this, showing my age here a little bit. In between the two games – um, Saturday night, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this older white headed gentleman next to me, and I'm like, I know this guy. It was Bobby Crimmins. Oh. Really nice. So, you know me. Of course, I talked to him. And nice, nice fella. Very nice man. Was there with his wife and uh, pretty cool, man. Bobby Crimmins, man. Bobby Crimmins. Final four. Remember what year that was? I know Kenny Anderson played. Kenny Anderson, 1992. And remember, little side note Kenny Anderson is now the head basketball coach at Fisk here in Nashville. So I showed him a picture that I'd taken with Kenny Anderson. I'm as tall as Kenny Anderson. Like, that blew my mind. He's the number two pick in the NBA draft, and he was six feet tall. Man, if he hadn't got hurt, how good was he? He very still good. was anyways.
0: Very but. good. Hey, and, I, and listen, I don't think it hurts your feelings any that uh, uh, Kansas, Adidas School, all the way to the championship game, Bill Self doing a great job as always. I know you were excited about that. I was that. very
1: excited. Coach Self and – the Jayhawks put on a clinic Saturday night. So hopefully they can pull through. Hey, you're a basketball coach. What about the, the post-game of Kansas? You just don't see that much anymore. Is it safe to say they're do? now they get talent, but is it safe to say they're doing that as well as anybody right now? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, the game has become uh, layups and threes. Yes. Which I – you kind of subscribe to that. Sort of like. So <laughs> I'm good at math. Three is more than two. <laughs> but no, it's, it, it's got an old school. Carolina's post guy, too. That's kind of got an old school feel about it, too. But not like Kansas. No. Not like Kansas. So you were there for an histor- a, a historical event. Yep. Coach K's last game. And I, listen, this is not a college show, but it's, it's relevant, right? Sports. North Carolina will forever have bragging rights. Last game at Cameron for Coach K, Carolina wins. Only time they've ever met in the tournament. It was in the Final Four, Coach K's last game. That has to eat it him.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And um, it was it was pretty cool, you know. Uh, the, the, it was the, the Duke faithful showed up for sure, but, but so did those Carolina. The the intensity in the Superdome definitely got turned up a notch in that second game from the first one. It was pretty cool. But yeah, and Coach our Man Duke, Charles Pullion. he was there. That's right, big Final Duke four. fan. He, big Duke fan. Bat bad. bad Bad night from Trajan Langdon employees. from Alaska. That's why he likes him, I think it's yep, a big part yeah, a big part of it. Yeah. But but I will say this, um, it, it was really cool. Um, I've been to football games and it gets pretty ugly, you know. I didn't see anybody arguing or you know what I'm saying. It, it was it was a it was a great atmosphere and for the most part, I saw everybody there was acted like they had sense. So yeah, I really
0: think, neat. I th- I would agree with that. I definitely would agree. And speaking of North Carolina fans, some big news here in the district. Uh, Not really a surprise, I don't think, for either one of us. Jay Johnson, uh, head coach for Franklin's Girls Basketball over the last three years, uh, including a 17 and 13 year this past year, did a good job. He he stepped in when Coach Wild left. They needed a little bit of stability. I thought he gave that to them. Uh, Staying on as athletic director, And, of course, the storied history as the boys' coach uh, for Coach Johnson. Obviously, he was a starting point guard on our only boys' or girls state championship basketball team back in 89. Over 200 wins as the boys' coach, six 20-win seasons and a 30-win season. And, by the way, Coach Johnson, he's part of this week's Jim Tate. This seems unbelievable when you – We've talked about this before, but it see this is not fiction. <laughs> fifty-eight straight district wins when he was coaching the boys. In a you tough. remember this, right?
1: Yes. With I, the, I didn't remember it was fifty-eight, but I knew it was a lot. Troy yeah. Allen was coaching down at Hillsboro
0: at the time. It wasn't like it was just a easy D, breezy. D King was at Brentwood. It was it, tough, right?
1: We weren't playing against the county dump or the country dump or even fifty-eight, even the. Even the Donaldson dump. I mean, we're playing against some really good teams. So, uh, 58, yeah, that's unbelievable. It's, it's really. I don't, that I, would I'm, never guessing, I'm guessing, I'm uh, guessing, I know a big fan of the show and, and a good friend of yours and now a friend of mine, but uh, I'm guessing Jimmy Weekly was a part of that 58 straight or no? No. He wasn't a part of those? No. Well, how long does 58? No, he, he played for Gary Waller. But I thought he played his last year for Jay. No. He didn't? Okay. Uh-uh. Well, dang. No, Gary Waller. He's laying the foundation.
0: Laying the foundation. There you go. Uh, But Coach Johnson, great guy. Uh, One of the – you know, I always rooted – when I was at Beach, I always rooted from afar for Jay to make it as a coach to the state tournament. That's probably one thing if you ask him, like, man, I wish we could have – but, you know,
1: it's hard to make it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people there uh, that you could say this about. You know, it's Coach Webb, you know, but – the guy has been the head boys coach, the head girls coach, and the athletic director, staying on his athletic director, played there. You know, I don't know if anybody loves Franklin High School more than Jay Johnson.
0: I would agree. I would agree. So good luck to Coach Johnson. Of course, we'll still be seeing him as the athletic director. Uh, there at Franklin High. Hey, talk about this, Tate. I thought this was pretty neat. This is kind of a trend you're seeing now: mm-hmm. the Memphis football team coming down and practicing, having a scrimmage basically at Centennial High School this past weekend.
1: I, th- I think it's really smart on Memphis's part, and and as you know from traveling, going to the state tournament, uh, and, and 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 just on the high school level on a basketball. I mean, that's not cheap to do. Uh, they don't just you know put on their pants and carry their helmets and shoulder pads on and, and, and drive over on the bus and go home. So that, that was, there was a cost that went to that. But I think it's very smart on Memphis' part. Uh, they, for whatever reason, they don't have a real good presence here in Middle Tennessee. And, uh, you know, as you can tell by every year when the signings come out, There's a lot of players here that are going other places than Tennessee or Vanderbilt or wherever. So uh, I think it's very smart on their end. I I think this is probably where it came from, not positive. One, Centennial is right there in the middle of Cool Springs and everything and off the interstate. Uh, Coach Jordan Hankins, who is a longtime mid-state high school coach here, he coached with Coach Kreisky's – the Riverdale Kreisky, the Rutherford County Kreisky at at, – Riverdale, and he's good friends with Coach Matt Kreisky as well. So uh, I'm sure that had part of it, but, but I think it was very, very smart for them. I mean, you know, we all like to pull for people that we were familiar with and we like, and so I would say you're going to see more of it. I, I don't know why others don't do it, but, you know, I guess they got their reasons.
0: I, I like it. Hey, and you know what? The Memphis job kind of reminds me of the basketball job at Murray State. Think about the guys who've had that job. That's a great job. Oh, yeah. Usually that's a stepping
1: stone. It leads
0: us out. And I don't think it's necessary that people want to leave. It's just that ends up being a big, big contract when you leave there to go to Florida State or wherever you're going. Yeah, wherever you're going, right? So uh, I certainly get that. But you're right. We need some players, or they need some players from WCS, going to Memphis. And you'll see it. If they continue to do this type of thing,
1: if they'll if they'll continue to do this type of thing and then recruit our schools, which I think, especially with Coach Hankins being on staff there, you're going to see more and more of that. So, and they got a good product to sell. Plus, it's only three hours. Well, maybe not even quite right. three. You know, if you're leaving from Independence and Summit, it's probably a little under. So, yeah, I think it's really smart. And 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 again, shout out to you and the district. Uh, it's a lot easier to do these things when you have a turf right. field. Yeah, it makes sense. You don't have to worry about tearing it up in the spring. And so, uh, you know, it's just, so, it, it just opens up a bunch of doors.
0: I, I love, you know, the, one of the things I really like about the turf, and I think some football coaches, let's be honest, might prefer natural grass, but the look of it. Anytime you see an event yes. on the turf when the sun's – I think about the flag football and what happened with Memphis coming in. It's just got this first-class kind of look to it. It does. It really does.
1: It does. Now, yeah. if
0: you end up with a couple burns on you, I mean.
1: Yeah, but it's not, it's not, like, like, the, it's
0: not like the old days. No. <laughs>
1: it's not it's like, not like uh, veteran you know, the, stadium. The, the Clinic Bowl yeah. used to be at Vanderbilt. Right. And that was astroturf. One, it would, if you slid, it, it would tear you <laughs> up. You'd have been better off sliding on a driveway. And two, the padding up under it was probably from when my dad played there. If you hit wrong, I'm, I'm sure it was more than likely you were going to be concussed.
0: <laughs> yeah, not a
1: great situation. What about what about all the? Golly, can it? When did Vanderbilt and Tennessee baseball get so toxic? Jeez, well, Louise, uh,
0: Tennessee became a good team. <laughs> they they didn't want to. They were trying to. Avoid that conversation. But now that they're winning, ranked number one in the country, I think.
1: So we'll, we'll he, see it then. They paid him. Yeah, we'll see it then. I'm, I'm Until somebody, kind of like Coach K, a little bit different, but until somebody beats Corbin when it matters, I'm going with Corbin.
0: Yeah, that I am too. Hey, Tay, this is something, obviously, an annual event we talk about. Let's move on to track. Uh, and I always think it's worthy because you've got a great knowledge of this to talk about. Scott Hartman, and yep. now the, uh, uh, the Invitational, the relays that they have there at Brentwood High School. Talk about that a little bit and what, what kind of event that is.
1: Well, first of all, it, it's, it's been running now for, oh gosh, over 20 years probably, but Scott Hartman. Talk about a guy before his time. It, it's almost... Uh, um, Herschel Walker-esque, you know, like the, the guy. You go go by Brentwood High and you'll see a picture of him. He looked different than anybody it did, else did back when he was there. And, uh, I mean, this is, you know, there were weights and strength and condition and things like that, but not like we have now. It wasn't as fine-tuned, and the technology and the facilities and everything. Anyways, he was an unbelievable athlete at Brentwood High. Uh, went on to the University of um, – uh, Tennessee didn't he yeah and was it was but I feel like the meet were, you, you tell me no he he went to Tennessee I'm, I'm I might get it messed up here he went to Tennessee the meat he got hurt at I believe was Kentucky correct I think that's right that's it yeah um, the hammer throw and um, you know he lived the rest of his life but he was you know uh, never quite the same and and, and um, but an unbelievable career cut short uh, but he was a big part of Brentwood High and, and an inspiration for, you know, for a lot of those athletes for a long time. Afterwards, Coach Sig, I believe, I know, is the one who started the Scott Hartman Relays. And it's kind it's of it's like the GP West Invitational in Wrestling, the Father Ryan Invitational in Wrestling. It is one of the measuring sticks for track and field uh, in, in the middle of the season. So a lot of great teams come. And a lot of great performers are there, and it's if you do well there, you know you got a pretty good chance to be um, in good position come the state track meet. So, and usually Brentwood High and Brentwood Academy are the two that oh. win it. And uh, that kind
0: of leads me to our next conversation because you know Brentwood Academy is kind of known for having a got a pretty good track great program. track program, but I think maybe they deserve a little bit of a focus in this week's. Uh, boat race city conversation
1: well if you (laughs) look at the girls results in first place was coach steve brock and the brentwood high lady bruins with 117 team points Brentwood academy on the girls side 90.5 that's over 26 be 28 and a half 28 and a half 27 and a half yeah 27 and a half um, in track and field, that is Boat Race City. Coach Brock went up to Pates Ford on Center Hill. Got a, He looks like a tri-tune guy, too. <laughs> he got on the tri-tune, had that thing hammered down, headed over to Sligo, get him a hamburger and cheese. And then on the boys' side, we'll come back to the girls, but on the boys' side, what happened over there? Uh, even worse. Brentwood High, 122. Brentwood Academy, 77.5. That's that's a running clock in the second <laughs> it's half. It's almost 45 points. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Popcorn City. Thanks for playing, boys, and <laughs> thanks for being a part of the Boat Race of the Week Award. <laughs> but uh, on the girls' side, Brentwood High, number one, two, Brentwood Academy, and then Nolensville. Hey, you've been pumping them. Hey, listen, I've been talking about it. Seventy-six point five team points on the on the ladies' side. Ensworth number four at, at sixty-nine points. That surprises me because I don't think they have a, I don't think they have a full roster. Would be my guess. Green Hill, the Hawks, at fifth. Ravenwood at sixth. Franklin seven. The Beach Buccaneers eight. They tied with Independence for eighth and then tenth. Battleground Academy. So, uh, you know. Congratulations to all those teams. Brentwood High, no let up. They don't, re, they don't rebuild. They reload. And then, like you said, if you're not paying attention to Nolensville, you better be because they're coming.
0: L- Listen, I think it's in play. Don't you think about this.
1: I think it's in
0: play that you could see a team state championship for Brentwood, boys and girls track. I think boys is a little going to be tougher. And soccer. You could see three in a semester. That'd be big. It's
1: possible. Very possible.
0: You know they're going to have individuals.
1: It's a, it's a given.
0: A given. Hey, talk about some of those results, uh, Tate, on the girls' and boys' side inv- individually. No, I keep saying this, but it's about the depth, obviously. If you look at both, Nolensville had five individual winners on the girls' side, four on the boys' side, so that's nine. Brentwood had three and four. Seven. So it's the depth. That's the big difference. Of course, that's part of it, right? But I'm kind of getting on the – it's not quite yet to the Bubba Derrick Fairview wrestling train, but you, I, I'm kind of – I need a conductor. A it's, conductor's hat. It's close. I I'm, think you should. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm getting on the NOLO
1: track train. We might break the all-time <laughs> views if you were to put a conductor's hat on. <laughs> the coach joins, jumping on the train. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> well, and, and here's what's so cool about it. Brentwood's used to doing it, but for Nolensville, that's a you listen to all those teams we just mentioned. Five individual firsts for Nolensville, that's strong. Uh, Elise Dobson, we all know about her from last year. She was first place on the high jump, the long jump, and the 100 hurdles. Let me tell you something, boys and girls. She is by far the favorite to win the pentathlon this year. I cannot wait to see it. It's going to be... Uh, we, we need to get up there because she can, she can, she can do them all. It'll be at Brentwood. It'll be at Brentwood. We're doing the,
0: yes, that, that part, cause Austin P can't host or wherever they were going to have it. And they're going to do that part of the state meet wow. at Brentwood high.
1: Well, it'll be, I'm sure, I'm sure she's probably practiced there before, but, but uh, you know, not to put too much pressure on her. I'm sure she doesn't uh, worry about who, the predictions on this show, but I, I think she's going to, run away with the pentathlon, I hope. But high jump, long jump, and the 100 hurdles, she was first place. Uh, Claire Stagall of Nolensville, she got first in 1600 and the 3200 by, well, Well, 16 seconds and 28 seconds. So um, I'd say Claire Stagall gets a boat race city uh, on her events, especially the the 3200 from the other day. You
0: have to almost have a, a double take. That's, that's,
1: that's and, and almost, I mean, that's hard to believe. That, that to looks believe. like a typo. And,
0: and, and keeping in mind now, we got Miss Halterman out at Independence in those events, and she's no slouch. No slouch. I mean, she can do it, too. So, pretty impressive. Uh, the four-byes, Brentwood, you always talk about them there. They win three of those.
1: Uh, Franklin got the four-by two. Yeah,
0: though. they that's did. pretty strong. They, they did. They're always in the mix, too.
1: 300 hurdles, Yukina Wakasuki from Franklin. And then the 800 Jordan Rail of Ravenwood. Again, uh, I like seeing several schools represented there. No doubt. It's going to be fun at the state track meet. Boys side, Brentwood High, as we mentioned, 122. Brentwood Academy, 77.5. Boat race. Ravenwood, right under them, 74.5. Nolensville, 74. Franklin, 66. So, uh, by my math, four of the top five on the boys side, all will go. Green Hill at 6th, Battleground Academy 7th, Ensworth 8th, the Beach Buccaneers at ninth, Independence at 10. Individual results, Anthony Dodd first place in the shot put. Keep hearing that name in shot put. Yes, sir. I think he's got a real good chance come state tournament. You know this guy does. The 1600 and the 3200 Brody Chapman. So that was, we, we just dominated that event, boys and girls. 4 by 2 400 and 800 Brentwood. Is there anything more exciting in track and field than watching the dang relays? No. Yeah, I absolutely love it. High jump, I know this jumped out at you. Uh, DJ and Donovan Starr from Ravenwood take first and second. Transfer portal. Transfer portal, (laughs) been very good to the Raptors. Discus Mason Green from Ravenwood and long jump and 200 Sterling Weldon of Nolansville. Sterling's another name. If you haven't been paying attention, you'll hear more of him, more from him.
0: Hey, listen, I'm telling you, one of the, and I keep saying this, so this will be the last time maybe for a while. till next week. Grimes and Dobson. That's gonna to be tough now when you're talking Wilco. Oh that's that one's gonna to be tough. Hey. Make In terms sh- of track athlete year. Correct. Correct.
1: It's gonna be yeah that's a tough one that's a tough one. Make sure you stay up to date on it. Be informed not you
0: but the people voters. V- voters that's right. Uh, let's talk a little baseball and softball Tate. Uh, Summit Uh, took – excuse me, Independence took two of three over Summit uh, in a big uh, district matchup. They're in game two. Cooper Hargrove with the win uh, for Independence. Jace Kirby, we know that name, right? Yes, we do. Two for three for Summit in that particular game. Here's one. They've been – it's been kind of quiet, but Coach Moore told me. He said, look out for us this year. Centennial with a series sweep. yes over Brentwood. Here's what I thought was just crazy. If you look at game two in that series, they're down 11 to 10 with two outs in the sixth. They have a two-out rally, uh, and they were down 8-0 after two innings in that particular game. Ryan Sweeney, Malachi Moore, Cannon Plowman, Max Weinberg with multiple hits, Aaron Walton three for five for Brentwood. But look out for Centennial. Look out for Franklin. Franklin with the sweep over Hillsborough. So, not that those teams haven't been good, but we're not totally used to recently mentioning those teams as a lookout team.
1: Yeah, well, it's always like this in baseball. I can't ever figure us out in baseball. But, yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think if I had a given – if we had a picked the Centennial-Brentwood series, I don't I'm not saying you or I wouldn't have picked Centennial necessarily, but I don't think anybody would have picked a sweep. No. You know, and then Brentwood goes out and, uh, you know – up until then had had really been taken care of, it takes care of Ravenwood, you know. So I can't ever keep up with it. But um, Coach Moore, and by the way, that Malachi Moore, there's another one. Little Coach Moore. Little Coach Moore um, has been telling me, we're talented, man. When we put it all together, Centennial is tough. You just saw that there. But, yeah, um, it, it's going to be like this. Just uh, This is what I think is going to happen. Just when one of them starts to separate themselves a little bit, we start thinking, oh, Centennial's the best team. Somebody's going to get them. Or Franklin's the best that team. That happened Somebody's a little bit with
0: them. Summit last year. Yes. Remember how they started so strong, and then by the end, they kind of petered out a little bit. But uh, you just don't know. Injuries, pitching.
1: And, and I, I want to say this. Jace Kirby, you mentioned Coach Kirby's son, man. He has been through a lot with his arm. He own, has. Uh, tough kid, determined he kid. Is. And it's really cool to see him come back and have success because a lot of a lot of young people would have said I'm done with this.
0: Hey, and listen, Coach Faye, if you're listening out there, get Chase to play some hoops again.
1: That's he, right.
0: He can play. Yeah, can. he can play. He he really can. So uh, that would definitely help. Hey, how about I thought this was kind of cool. If you look at Nolensville in softball and baseball, couple of no hitters. Ethan McElveen, fifteen strikeout. no-hitter over Giles County. Then you look at softball, Ryland Smith. I think she had something like 78 strikeouts in 36 innings. She gets 16 strikeouts in a 2-0 win over Summit. Yep. And you know, to me, Summit, the power in softball, sort of shifted to Summit the last few years.
1: I think they're going to have to do a fundraiser for more softballs with all the strikeouts that uh, uh, Rylan Smith has had. I mean, it's, it's – but, in, you know, she's been doing that. So it, it really is. Those pictures are phenomenal of all those oh, they're balls. Great. Uh, but – and I'm pretty sure, Coach, uh, McElvain's strikeout no hitter, I'm pretty sure it was a perfect game. It's unreal. Which I, I asked Coach Hudson, I said, that's my, – my baseball ignorance is sometimes – not great. I was like, Co- that's pretty rare, right? <laughs> right? No walks, no errors, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nobody yeah. got on base. That's right. And uh, he said it's the first, you know, Coach Hudson played at Overton back when Overton was Overton, played at Middle Tennessee, you know, been with Coach Kirby at Summit and all the however many state tournaments at, at Nolansville. He's been on a lot of good baseball teams. He said that's the first one he's ever been ex- uh, a part of.
0: Pretty exciting.
1: <laughs> and, and he's a junior, right?
0: A junior, and he looks like a junior in college. Good gracious. Big rascal. Good player. Uh, Centennial 10-9 over Brentwood in softball. Another serving one serving
1: getting it done.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Down 5-0 in that game. They come back, end up winning uh, there at the end. And then Brentwood, I want to shout out Coach Powell and the Brentwood team. They didn't play in it. They don't play in their invitations. It's a big fundraiser for them. But we had Fairview, Franklin, Nowensville, Summit all in the draw. Shout out to Ravenwood High School. They make the semifinals in their bracket so congratulations to Ravenwood congratulations to Brentwood for a tournament that was really really good
1: real quick on that I'm glad you said that uh, I'd never heard of that before until coach Powell got to Brentwood maybe you had but I, it's rare but it's it, I think it makes it's, sense yep it's it, their big fundraiser they make sure they're there to work it and make sure it runs well and it's you know the everybody that comes to it always says they loved it yeah um, so I think that's pretty cool man
0: and Crockett's a good setup for that
1: it's a great setup for it. Plus, you're in Brentwood, you know, how, how can you how can you not be happy about being there? And, and 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 back to the centennial thing too. We've talked about this a lot. If somebody if they just had some consistency in that softball program, it can it can be a good program. I don't think Coach Serban's going anywhere. I don't think you do either. And you can see it. He, yeah. They've gotten better every year. He's gonna turn them into one of the contenders.
0: Well it's 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 been that way, let's just be honest. Franklin Girls basketball. It's not that it can't be done, but what have they had? Five coaches in ten years? You just can't do it. Can't do it. Because you're always starting over. And so, you know, and, and we're, we're good about this at the high school level. You know, we don't have a quick trigger when it comes to getting rid of people. Uh, you got to give people a chance to develop their program.
1: It's called building a program.
0: That's what it is. <laughs> can't build it if different people are always coming in. Hey, uh, final... Uh, conversation here today, Tate. Girls flag football. Uh, just to give you some results, at Centennial. Centennial, and I love this. They're playing Brentwood in game one. It's 27-20. Uh, uh, to 20. They score with 31 seconds left, 27-26. Coach Kreisky on the extra point, they go for two. They score. They defeat Brentwood 28-27 for their first win of the year. And then Fairview, hey, listen, still undefeated, 32-14 over Brentwood, and then Centennial was only 26-20. I'm telling you, between week one and two, Centennial may be the most improved team.
1: Yeah, I think so too. That was, and that's the that's, we've had at least two of those scoring with, you know, under 30 seconds, Larry. I think you said 31, but I bet Coach Kreisky was going nuts when they got that. He was pumped up there. about it.
0: I saw the hat off one time. I'm like, okay, he, he's into it. Um, Coach Hughes, 4-0. 4-0. You know he's
1: loving it, too. He's, man. He's loving it. Uh,
0: um, out at Page. Page, another team that's on the rise. Yes. 3-1, and, and they're only lost to Franklin, which obviously isn't a bad loss if you look at Franklin being 4-0. They defeat Summit. They defeat Nolansville. Summit defeats Nowensville there in the middle game. And then at Ravenwood, this is the one everybody was talking about. Ravenwood beats Indy, 20-0. Franklin 13-0. Then the final – Game of the day, both were undefeated. Doctor defense comes through, 6-0 win. And now, think about this now. Ravenwood had scored 48, 41, 20. Yes. And they're held scoreless. I'm by telling the, you. By was, the doctor of defense. And he was, he was fired up about it. I guarantee it. Well, that. he didn't show it. But. He
1: said on Twitter he didn't have anything to do with it. It's not a coincidence that Ravenwood had scored 108 or 109 points in three games and then – Dr. D is on the other side, so.
0: Well, I noticed, I was telling you, uh, uh, because you know, Ravenwood scored on, like, turn around and getting touchdown. I noticed Franklin kind of flying to the ball, right? And telling them what they were doing. Uh, this is brilliant. Well, you know, you've got somebody coming through the line, and they've got uh, young ladies on either side. There's nowhere to spin or.
1: They're bracketed.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm telling you, and that was obviously by design. And both of those teams are really good in the secondary. Like when you try to throw the ball against either one of those teams, not happening. Yeah. Not deep anyway. Yep. So I I, th- I think when it gets down to it, I mean this is not going out on a limb, Fairview Franklin, Ravenwood feels kinda like a toss up to me by the end of the season.
1: I give you credit. You've been San Franklin since in your four, you've been San Franklin since before the season started. Now you had a little inside information. You were over there and you you saw them moving around practicing a little bit and which is, you know, that's fair. Use the intel that you have. That's part of the research, man. But would you like to tell everybody who's sitting tied atop of the rankings right now? Fairview-Franklin, both 4-0. and They don't play
0: this week. They'll play uh, in the final week. Ravenwood and Page, both 3-1. and They'll play this week. Fairview and Page. Uh, and then Brentwood, Indy, Centennial Summit, all with one win. No, still looking for their first win. So if you look at the schedule this week, Tate, Take a look at the matchups at Page. You've got three and one Page versus undefeated Fairview. You've got four and zero Fairview versus three and one Ravenwood, and then Page and Ravenwood both three and one. That's going to be the place to be this coming weekend in terms of flag football.
1: Ravenwood, a little bit of overconfidence, do we think? I no. mean has, it, has is it is it possible that we we started off so hot that we thought we could just come out and I, I would have liked to have hear, heard. Coach Hester's words of wisdom after the game.
0: Well, I'm going to say this about Coach Hester and Ravenwood. Uh, Don't think that this has any impact on the tournament because it doesn't. I I would say this. The only thing that's shaping up to be, if you ask me, I think being one, the matchup against four in the semis, if the seating holds up, is going to be a little bit different than two having to play three. So we'll see. And by the way, that will be May 7th, the entire tournament out at Nissan Stadium. Hey, can
1: anybody go? Do you know this? Yes, yet?
0: absolutely. Wow, anybody can go. Check us out on Twitter, W C S C O Athletics. We'll give you more information as that gets a little bit closer. But it'll be here before you know it. We play this weekend. We take Easter weekend off, and Looks then smart. we're back. Yeah, <laughs> then we're then we're back the following weekend. Yeah, we don't <laughs> got to stay away from Easter and Mother's Day.
1: <laughs> you know who does that?
0: Who NASCAR? Oh. <laughs> very smart makes sense for their clientele
1: oh, for sure hey it it's um week two is just as exciting this thing is great it's it's fun it's unbelievable how much uh, media it's getting and attention it's getting and I think it's really cool and then and then to see uh, you know to, to see on Twitter the the, the names the you know I, I, I'm seeing on page Lily Wilkin you know what I'm saying it's just it's it's cool it's cool to see the multi it, it's That's what y'all wanted. That's what that's that's the whole reason we played on Sunday.
0: And this does not take away nothing from our spring sports. It's an added to. Again, it's it's a pilot right now. We try to stay away from the other, not practicing too much during the week. Uh, But I think I just think it's already obvious. The momentum's rolling. This will be a sanctioned sport really, really soon.
1: Less than five years, without question.
0: That's just my prediction how it's going. And I think Metro Nashville's going to get involved in this next year a little bit on their in their county. So I think I think that kind of shows that some different districts can can maybe pull it off.
1: Possibility of maybe a jamboree, a jambo, Maybe. A hey, last thing on the final four, I saw coach Cal and Tubby Smith. I was more excited about seeing Tubby Smith. He's a classy dude, isn't he? First class guy. Yeah. He's still doing it.
0: Well, as in a, you know, I'm a big Kentucky fan and I don't
1: really and
0: listen, there's no moral victories when you're a Kentucky fan. But they beat both finalists by 30 at Kansas, and then Carolina might have been a neutral court.
1: St. Peter's? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, thanks for being here, Tate.
1: Thank you, brother.
0: Always enjoy it. Wait, we can do that again. Oh, yeah, we can do it. Can't wait for next Monday Looking or next forward- Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection, and we'll see you next time.